As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, week 18, Civilized Barking, the end is near. Um, Sunday, 1 o'clock, the artist formerly known as Heinz Field has been a house of horrors for the Browns. The Browns go over, uh, for them it's a last place or third place game. The Steelers need to win and need some things to happen to make the playoffs. They were 2-6. and six. Um, I was actually flying home last week, I didn't see their, their win. Um, I'm a little surprised, you know, at the Steelers. I guess historically shouldn't be. I mean, Mike Tomlin's been the coach there since 2007. He's coached one game that they haven't been in playoff contention. Yes, one game. Um, you know, but it's a rookie quarterback. It's it's not a dominant team, but uh, here they are. And then the Browns. You know, we we all know this roller coaster. If you're listening to this, God bless you. First of all, secondly. Um, you know the roller coaster that it's been since March, since September, through November and December. Um, and last week was an example that each week we don't know if we're going to get a top seven defense or a bottom seven defense. And Carson Wentz certainly helped, but the vibes from the Browns last week are good. The result is what matters. It was good. Uh, it was time for the offense to score more than one touchdown. It scored three on three straight drives in the second half, and all of them were Drives with run and pass. All of them were multi-play, big yard drives. I think 65 was the the smallest of the three yardage-wise. Um, it was red zone execution on two of them. You know, one Amari just got away, but it was third down. It was throw it to your best player in that situation, and that was Amari Cooper. And he's in one-on-one coverage. He makes a guy miss and he looks up on the scoreboard, and there's nobody there, right? So um, Amari Cooper's been really, really good. And he's playing through injury, and, um, you know, he just – he's a baller. He's a baller. The, this was the Browns' first move of the offseason. Um, it was no doubt a good one. It was a slam dunk in the short term, and he's under contract at big dollars. But, you know, the Browns think he's going to produce. They know he's going to show up and work. And as this receiver room continues to evolve, and it will need to, you know, they think Amari Cooper, the not just the production, but the presence will help. So – um. You know, let's. It's Friday morning, early as we record this. 
Um, it's just kind of hectic here at, at the end of the year. So just wanted to spit through a few thoughts and takes and opinions and news items and get you caught up. And then so what will be is uh, Jason and I will both be at the game on Sunday. So we will have a live room after the game. I don't know exactly when that will be. Sometimes the everything's a little different at the end of the year. No, Kevin Stefanski is not going to get fired um, in the stadium as so many of his predecessors have. At least we don't think so. We're, we're pretty sure that he's not. But um, I don't know. So I wouldn't expect Jack Conklin or Denzel Ward to play. Uh, could be wrong on that. But, you know, the Browns need to play the kids for one. They're heavily invested in these guys. And there's no such thing as a meaningless football game. Um, you know, the events of last Monday in Cincinnati just reinforce what, what these guys go through and, and how dangerous this game is. Um, but – and the Browns did it last week with with Jalen Darden and with DeAnthony Bell and with Jerome Ford a little bit. Um, the young guys have to get on the field. There's no better evaluation process, and this is about evaluating. This roster is not good enough. Um, this roster is somewhat limited – um, somewhat in, in its resources. Again, as, as you guys go about talking with your buddies at work and online, um, when the new cap numbers start popping up, it's going to show the Browns with only two or three million. That's not true. They have 30 million in rollover money um, that will come in. And the cap will go up, and you know, there, you, you just never know um, who's going to retire or you know, who's going to resign. Um, nobody saw the Jack Conklin deal coming, right? So um, we'll see how that goes. The Browns will have money to address what they need um, to address to an extent. So it won't, you know, they have to be careful with it. But even as you see like trade options or other guys, they, they can do it. What they did last year with Watson's deal, and I know it was controversial because of the suspension and because everything with him is – and with Amari Cooper's is they restructured. So they, they acquired the players, they restructured, they pushed the money back to future years, and they made manageable cap um, room. That's what they did with John Johnson the year before. John Johnson got 25 mil guaranteed, I think, from this team. The first year he didn't cost much at all. Now that's why he's 12-plus guaranteed next year. So we'll see. Uh, Jadavian Clowney's been on one-year deals, but they've been – Dead money deal structured as longer. Um, he's currently 6.4 dead mill. Dead money. Um, to next year, and he comes out and tells Cleveland.com he's not going to be here and um, has some selfish thoughts. And, you know, look, in every locker room, there's there's guys that think they're underused. And, every, and, and I think, like, we forget this is football. Um, you know, there's there's things that go on and players that need to sort things out and either angry and – you know, in good organizations, they probably get sorted out behind closed doors more than they do here. But it's a part of the game. And I would just say, uh, as we're still a couple hours away from hearing from Coach Stefanski, from the defensive line coach Chris Kiffin, who's supposed to talk this morning, you know, what Clowney said or Clowney's saying it in and of itself is is not an issue. It's not one thing. It's not why the Browns are sunk. Um, you know, the Browns taking on Clowney, thinking that he's – a winning player or thinking that he's about more than himself is, you know, you can, you can nitpick that. You can say it's just the latest in a bunch of things that show this team was never connected. Um, that, that, you know, there's been all sorts, and, and, and you'd be right about that. Again, they were never asking Clowney to be a leader, right? You know what you're getting and signing up for him. 
when you're doing that, you're saying we're we're here, we're good, we're ready to win. And then two years of Jadavian Clowney, they haven't won. They, he's not going to play in a playoff game. You know, in the back half of this season, we've seen an impactful Jadavian Clowney, and that helps this defense. So does your locker room, does your overall environment get better if and when he walks away? Sure. Sure. Um, does your roster get better? No. Do you create another need? I mean, they drafted Alex Wright. He's a prototype body. He's a nice young kid. He's played a lot. He's played 50% of the snaps. He, he doesn't have stats, defensive end stats, pressures and tip passes and sacks and hurries, and he doesn't have that. So he's a rookie. He'll get better. Um, you know, you don't want to create more needs, but you have a bunch of needs because you're a middling roster. And they're going to bring everybody back. And, again, they need to have a great offseason because this team is just not good enough. Their player acquisition methods have just not been good enough, and their building of a locker room and a roster that's deep enough, that's competitive enough, that has enough leadership. Um, it hasn't worked. It hasn't. And part of that has been draft failures. A lot of it's been arrogance. You'll continue to hear me say that. And a lot of it is just a disconnect in, in thinking that you're ready to take on these things that they've taken on and that they haven't been. So, again, it's not all bad. You know, this offseason started with the Mari Cooper, right? Like Martin Emerson looks like he's going to be a keeper. But last year at this time, Greg Newsom looked like he was an A-list player too. So we'll see. Um, I don't expect the defensive coordinator to be back. I expect that the decision has been made long ago. I think by the way Joe Woods has acted in his press conferences and, and just after his Thursday press conference this week, he's kind of told you that. So a brand-new defensive staff in a must-win environment. Um, you know, we'll see. Does it make the Browns better? Probably. Does it make them a bunch better? Not without the right guys, you know, not without the right communication and chemistry and vision for what it's supposed to be and, and who those players are and what their makeup is. So, um, Miles Garrett will have some stuff to say. <clears throat> you know, we'll see. Look, look, Amari Cooper is one thing, and, and he's 80 yards short, I think, of his career high. Uh, they would like to get him the ball, play him in your daily fantasy teams on Sunday. Although you shouldn't be doing that shit in week 18 because it's too crazy and you're probably just giving your money away. But more specifically to Nick Chubb, to Denzel Ward, to Miles Garrett. These guys are great players. Um, these guys have great production. They have great talent. They have Pro Bowls to back it up. They have name recognition. They've made their money here, right? They're on their second contracts. They've played in a few big games. But what separates them from so many of their peers, and I'm not going to go list by list, name by name, um, what makes this so hilarious when Miles insists on talking about himself as defensive player of the year and stuff like that. Look, these guys need to play in the big games to get the proper recognition or or just the re maybe not even the proper because that opens up a whole different can. To get to be recognized among the best players in the league, the very best of the best, the top guys, these guys need to be playing in playoff games. They need to be playing on Sunday night football in week 11 and week 13 and winning. You know, they need to be making these plays against the best of the best. And they have against Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, you know, to, to an extent. But – if there's frustration there, and yes, what I'm saying is if Miles asks out, um, you have to understand. No, I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm not saying he's going to. Um, this is just not – the Browns are not in a good spot, right? They've gone backwards for two years. They traded the farm and punted the season based on Deshaun Watson, and he's getting better, and maybe he's going to be great. But it is very clear that the roster is not good enough for this team to be a contender. Uh, there's disconnect, you know, coach to front office, front office to locker room, locker room to coach. And again, again, there's some of that everywhere. 
But seven teams in the AFC make the playoffs, guys. The result of the Jets game would have made November and December more interesting. But nobody, nobody looks and says the Browns are in that top four mix, right? And, you know, I'm excited to see Watson's progress. It was only nine completions last week. It was a weird game. It's been a weird month. You know, really in every game except Houston, we've seen one or two of those throws. It was three or four of them last week. It was finally getting the results, and that matters. Just just like Delpit having a two-interception game. Like sometimes guys just need to see it happen for their confidence, for their progress, for it to become more consistent, right? Um, but th- this is not, you know, the, Watson is not Pat, Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, and he's not going to be. And this offense here, which, you know, it just there's there's just questions. There's not enough good receivers. The O-line is not what it was. Um, and the defense is a mess. In the locker room, again, for the second straight year, we have questions. And that's not even to mention the game management. And that's not even to mention that it feels like they're going to keep the special teams coach. And so, you know, um, at this time next year, the Browns are probably, I don't know, do you want them to be a playoff team? Sure. Could they be? Yes. Would you go on now that betting's legal in Ohio and bet even a dollar that it's anything but another eight or nine win season and people getting fired? Like, it would take a great offseason for that to change. So can they have a great offseason? Yes. Is there any real evidence, real data, that they're going to have a great offseason? No. Nope, there's not. Um, Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, so items here, you know. Uh, excited to see George Pickens and Kenny Pickett uh, against this Browns defense, even if Ward doesn't play. We remember the, pick, the catch the Pickens made in, in week one, or week, week three, excuse me, the first time these guys played. The Steelers didn't have T.J. Watt in that game. Um, he's back, and since he's been back, their, their defensive numbers are outrageous. T.J. Watt is outrageous. Highsmith, the other guy who plays opposite him. Um, it's weird that you can – find good players in mid-round picks. Anyway, he has 12, 12 and a half sacks. He's been good. Um, the Steelers are still a little susceptible to the run. Now, I don't think the Browns want to run Nick Chubb 25, 30 times, but it'll be interesting to see if they can get in that kind of situation. I mean, I think the offense will play better. 
Uh, but I still think this is a 13 or 17 wins this game. I'd, I'd be surprised if this is a 27-24 type game. But we'll see. Um, I've been surprised before. The local PFWA Pro Football Writers of America uh, voted Joel Batonio as the team MVP. Jacoby Brissett is the good guy award winner. And just to sum up the season, the good guy award winner did not talk on the day the, war- the awards were given out. So that just kind of sums up the season. Um, a backup quarterback winning it, you know, again, kind of sums up the season. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. You know, when we'll hear about the defensive coordinator, assuming we do, I would assume it will be Monday morning. You know, ten, usually slash tentatively, and again, this is all at team's discretion, and it's all different the last couple of years because of the COVID rules that we had and all that stuff. Um, you know, generally the players are available to talk to the media on locker clean-out day, which is Monday. And then a lot of times the coach talks that day. Sometimes he doesn't. You usually hear from the GM at the end of the year. But whether that's next Monday, next Tuesday, next Thursday, I don't know. We will have podcasts. We will break it down. Um, you know, if the defensive coordinator goes, probably the whole defensive staff goes. There might be one or two guys who are favorites. You know, on the offensive side, I don't know if Alex Van Pelt and Drew Petzing are going to be back. It's possible that they don't know. You know, as there's coaching changes and staffs remade and stuff here in this. And again, with Prefer, um, we'll see. You know, draw your own conclusions there. So, um, yeah, you know, James Hudson needs to play, right? And Jalen Darden does have some pop to him. He's a little guy, so I'd like to see him play. Jerome Ford needs to play. We don't think Kareem Hunt's going to be back. You know, how they handle the clowny thing. Does he even dress on Sunday? You know, we'll see. He probably does. Um, Again, you know, I, I don't need my coach and my GM to show us the nuclear secrets and the game plan and tell us when they're going to run a fake punt or, you know, when they're going to blitz eight guys on third down. But when they don't answer anything, it always makes these conversations more awkward. So um, just a thing, just from where I sit. And, you know, I'll be in the press box Sunday uh, going over there. I mean, the Browns won there in 2002, and the Browns won the playoff game. And that was supposed to signal the change. I, I, I said it a million times. The Browns will be back when they win in Hines, and they went over there and they destroyed that team. And then since then, we'll see. I mean, the craziest stat is the Browns haven't swept the Steelers since 1988. <laughs> there was like no Browns players that were alive then. So we'll see. It's one more game. It's fun. And then, of course, you know, when you cover the Browns, when you follow the Browns, the offseason is the season. So we'll regather on Monday. Oh, actually, Sunday with the live room. Um, thanks. For listening, for reading all year. We're not done. We're just getting started. Uh, going to be a big month because Joe Thomas is going to go in the Hall of Fame in February. Probably going to be a defensive coordinator search. And then other things will get sorted out. So stick with us. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon on Civilized Barking.